Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuy, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Welcome into this Football Friday edition of the Sports Mix right here on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10 streaming live on Facebook. Spencer Dupuy joined by Nick Verzellini and... For the fourth time out of five days this week, Colin McLaughlin. Yeah, I don't know how you guys put up with me four out of the five days like that. I don't know either. Uh, sometimes it's nice just you turn to turn the have TV a... down. Yeah, <laughs> we you. turn it. I was making sure we were working earlier. Yeah, no. uh, but yeah, it's nice to you know get your voice in here sometimes. Yeah, it's good to be here. It's Football Friday, so let's get started. You should be honored, Colin. Yeah, you should I be am. honored. It's I Football Friday. Am. I just don't say it. I appreciate it. All because right, because I this... thought you were humble. This show is sponsored in part by Brown's Funeral Home and Cremations. Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home that has proudly served our area since 1880. And let's get into it. Uh, We'll first talk about high school football. Our matchup tonight uh, has Spring Mills traveling to Martinsburg. It should be a good one. Martinsburg, after that big win last week. And really, Spring Mills got a big win last Friday, 21-20. Yeah, that was a a big one. I'll start with uh, Spring Mills up against a... uh, double-A powerhouse in Frankfurt, a very physical team, typically always loves to uh, run the ball, so you know it's going to be a battle in the trenches, obviously being 21-20, low scoring as well, but they had to rely on a freshman quarterback, I believe, for Spring Mills as well. They're down to their third string guy, and I think it's going to be the same guy tonight. I can't remember the exact name, but I don't know if one of you guys maybe know or not. Uh, let me pull up my email because I have the depth. Why you look at it? How about uh, Nick? What do you think for the match tonight? Yeah, I, I think that um, you know Spring Mills is probably going to be outmatched against this Martinsburg team. I know they they're pretty banged up. They're a young team heading into this season, so you know we'll kind of have to see, I guess, where they can be. Maybe and it's a potential preview of the postseason if they're able to get that 16th seed. Yeah, definitely. Um, and get in, but. This should be a, a easy win for Martinsburg, but you never know, and that's why you play the game. And I think Spring Mills can can head in the right direction because Coach Sims, obviously, he's won a state championship. Now, that was at Class A, but he's trying to build Spring Mills into a similar program, and we'll see if he can do that. And I think you know it starts with games like this to get to that point where you want to be in a few years but for this year i still think spring mills is a few years away before they're able to compete with a team like martinsburg it'll most likely be max anderson under center uh bernard newman he is awaiting injury designation most likely this according to head coach josh Sims, will be a day before or game time decision have yet to hear so i'm assuming game time decision i'll make sure to uh ask coach sims when i'm down there there on the sideline tonight so there you go uh, let's hear from Coach Sims what he had to say about this matchup. Uh, no, I, I don't think they are. Okay. And, and, and that's kind of the beautiful thing. And, and, you know, we wouldn't have the confidence in putting a freshman quarterback back there or, <laughs> or a freshman uh, tailback starting if we didn't get the sense that their maturity level was where mm-hmm. it needed to be um, to be on a varsity football field. So, you know, when you're talking about Spring Mills and uh, playing Martinsburg or you're talking about Martinsburg, um, you know, wherever you are in the state, um, I, th- I think everybody understands the, uh, gra- the gravity and, you know, the seriousness of the challenge. Yep. And that was a interview you you can hear tonight on the pregame show starting at 6 p.m. That was Matt Miller will, is has interviewed him and uh, 
interesting stuff with Spring Mills. It's we talked about it all season with with Coach Sims. They're a very young team. Yeah, and they're and they're getting. I didn't know if you were going to keep going there or what, but uh, yeah, and they're obviously with the injuries now, they're getting even younger. They're having to go to freshmen, and those guys are going to have to step up. So it's a big challenge tonight. And you know, Martinsburg again, they're banged up too. Everybody's banged up. You yeah, know, Coach Sherman it, talked about. That's what I was going to get into as that. well. So I asked Coach Sherman yesterday, which I'm going to save this for everybody. A little tease here to tune into the pregame show tonight when I caught up with Coach Sherman yesterday. It'll be played in the, what, the third, fourth segment? I think fourth or fifth segment, right? It'll be home coach, so it'll be around 6.30. Yeah, around halfway through the pregame yeah. show. So I caught up with him yesterday. It was a bit of a longer interview for these weekly interviews, but one question I asked him, because it's kind of you know boggled my mind lately, is it feels like there's just so many injuries, because I watched, I didn't, we were here interviewing the other coaches on the phone and, you know, Musselman obviously had the, they were dealt with a lot of injuries this year. They're kind of now coming back. And then I watched the spring spring mills interview that Matt did. And I just didn't realize the, the magnitude of the injuries and how much they're playing younger kids. Hedgesville's and Hedgesville's already, they, yeah, like they, we talked four or five starters now for this week. Yeah. We played that interview the other day. I just, I, you know, I had between all those things that had happened, I was like, all right, let me see what Coach Sherman thinks about all these injuries. And he has a very interesting answer that I didn't think about initially, but it makes sense. Yeah. And you'll have to hear that tonight on the pregame show during the middle of the pregame show. Uh, but here's his what I when I asked him, posed the question of it's kind of a hard game because, you know, you guys, you know, three games left in the season, then the last two games are going to be. You know, biggest games of the, the year. biggest games of the year for seeding, but then you have the Spring Mills team that's you know right there on the outside. They're look they're on the inside right now, but they're right on that border. They're a bubble team. They're a bubble team, and you know how you can't overlook a team like that. And you know, tell what he told his team this week, and this is his answer. Well, I mean, we we go a week at a time. We don't mention anything about any other opponents that week, and I'm I'm sure it's sometimes it's in the back of their mind. Um, but you know, we have a task at hand this week, and and that's to play Spring Mills and, and to be back home and in front of Bulldog Nation and, and to play play a really good game and play as hard as we can. And, you know, that's a that's kind of a hard question for me to ask because it's hard to ask a coach, you know, you're not going to overlook this team, but that's a question that you have to ask. Right, that was going to be the you're point seven, that I wanted to bring when up. When you're 7-0 and you're facing a team that's on the bubble and then the next two games are really going to determine your seating after this week. Your final two games will determine your seeding in the postseason. Yep. No, I, I think the the big thing there is obviously, you know, if we lose this game, this is how Martinsburg's probably looking at it. If we lose this game, then those next two games don't matter as much. So you got to focus on a week-to-week basis in high school and every level of football because any game you lose affects how important the rest of the games are. So exactly. you can't put more importance on any given game. Is, is how coaches and players are going to look at it. You know, us, we'll talk about it. We'll say, well, Martinsburg's probably going to roll past Spring Mills tonight. But, you know, then they got to get ready for Jefferson. But they're obviously focused on one week at a time, and that's how it has to be when you're, you know, on the team or a coach at the team. Exactly. And let's move on to the next game in the EPAC. I would say this is probably the, the – the second rated game this week in the EPAC, if we had to rate games, I would say Wheeling Park visiting Musselman. Musselman now back at, you know, almost full strength. Got that huge shutout win last week over Hedgesville. 
they're coming back in, into power, I guess you would say, with a couple weeks left in the season. And Wheeling Park, who is 2-2 two and two on the season, but they know this team. They've played them, um, as we played in the interview on Wednesday, they signed a four-year contract with them. They've played them two years. They did, They missed out last year, but you know they know this team. And Coach Thomas said these games that they have played against them, the two games have been, as he said, quote-unquote ESPN classic-type games. So I think this is going to be a really good game down in Musselman. Oh, yeah, it's always a fun one, and these two teams should be evenly matched. Hopefully the edge goes a little bit towards Musselman since they got a more healthy team now after all the injuries and everybody returning. And they looked very impressive against Hedgesville, who we thought were going to possibly even beat Musselman due to just looking at records and also the injuries that Musselman had. But they came back healthy, they came back physical, and look for them. I wouldn't be surprised if they get a win tonight. I think for this game, you know, it's two pretty similar teams because Wheeling Park was one of the better teams in the state last year, so was Musselman, and they're both kind of having down years compared to last year, and they lost a lot from their teams from last year. So I still think Wheeling Park has a lot of talent, and I think Musselman has a lot of talent. Musselman's just now getting healthy. So I agree with Colin. This should be a really good game. I think it's going to be very competitive. It probably will be the closest game in the EPAC this week. Uh, in, at least involving an EPAC team this week. And, um, you know, it should be a fun one between those two teams. So, uh, yeah, I, I think it's a good chance for if Musselman's able to pull off this win, they could maybe be in that 16th, 15th seed because they're a few spots back. But Wheeling Park, I think, sitting at 17 or 18. So it would be a pretty good win for them. And, uh, you know, as they try to kind of do the impossible and win out and make the postseason after sitting at 1-4. and four just a few weeks ago yeah definitely and the next matchup is number five Princeton visiting Hedgesville and we talked about the injuries Hedgesville's dealing with after that blowout loss last week 35 nothing they're three and four on the season and going into last week their destiny was really in their own hands if they could you know come out compete win a couple win a few of these games left in the season they're not out of it yet they're I think they're at 18 in the rankings I believe so yes um, 18 or 19, something like that. I think they're tied with Wheeling. So if they could come somehow pull out this upset win over Princeton, that would probably boost them to 16. Maybe yeah, there's a good more. chance at least. But it's going to be a very tough Princeton team. It's a tough end of the schedule for Hedges. Yeah. So they really needed that win against Musselman if they were going to make the postseason, I think, based on how they have to finish out this year. Still got Jefferson on the schedule. so And now they're having a ton of injuries as well. So it's going to be a huge challenge for this Hedgesville team. But, you know, Coach Faircloth has really preached toughness to their team, and I think if they're able to, you know, kind of rally around their younger players, maybe they pull off some sort of huge upset. But it's going to be a huge challenge for them tonight. Yeah, they got to play angry. I mean, after getting shut out by a pretty big rival in uh, Musselman last week, you got to come out with a – fire in yourself a chip on your shoulder and bring that physicality like Musselman did to you last week and maybe Hedgesville will have a chance yeah definitely and we'll look the only other game going on in the EPAC tonight has Washington traveling to Princeton Princeton 0 and 6 but we Preston Preston Princeton plays Princeton all these that was throwing me off earlier in the week yeah um we're talking about the rankings 
So Washington two and four travels to Preston zero and six. And when we talk to head coach Simpson, he knows that this Preston team just is an interesting team, and they're a lot grittier team than a lot better team than their record shows. Yeah, we talked about that though on the show yesterday. Yeah. you know, looking back at Preston's scores, are they really a I was lot about better to say, team? Yeah, that's because, just coach talk. I mean, they lost seventy two nothing last week, so. But uh, I think Washington will have a good chance in this game. Yeah, I agree. I think Washington should win tonight, uh, even though they're going on the road. I mean, Preston will be physical. They'll definitely give some challenges, I think, to Washington maybe early. But I think Washington should win this ball game. And, you know, obviously they're coming off a bye. You know, coach needs his team to be focused, needs his team to be ready to get this win. But they certainly have a chance. Got nothing. To Jefferson add on. off this week with a bye. They will play at Martinsburg next week. Uh, let's talk a little bit about some other scores or other games in the state in AAA before we hit the break. Uh, one game last night. Not too certain why it was last night. Number fifteen John Marshall upsets number eleven Brooke forty-one to six. John Marshall improves to five and two. Brooke four and two now on the season. Uh, that's an interesting score, forty-one to six. I wonder if Brooke was maybe missing some players or COVID issue. I, you know, I you don't want to speculate, but it seems like an interesting draw where it's forty-one to six. Yeah, and that could definitely uh, affect things for these in that middle, teams yeah. trying to get in those last few spots because now Brooke okay. probably moves Brooke. back a little bit. John, John Marshall, Marshall will move moves up. up a spot or two, maybe even more. Yeah. depending on what else happens tonight. But. Honestly, it makes you think if these uh, power rankings still too early to uh really look at maybe just the schedule for uh brooke and everybody was built differently and maybe they had some tougher teams to play at first and john marshall didn't but you never know yeah and the biggest game in the state tonight i would say uh just based upon in triple a it has to be this george washington cabell midland game number nine number seven respectively that is at Midland, the biggest AAA game, probably biggest game overall in the state this week. Yeah, I agree. I think that's that should be a pretty competitive game. George Washington's surprised a lot of people with how good they've been, and Cal Midland, as usual, one of the top you know five teams in the state or so. When you just think about history and yeah. tradition and stuff like that. Yeah, it should be a fun one. I'll be keeping a eye on that score as best as I can when we're there at Coborn Field. And I think uh, obviously. Yeah, I got to keep an eye on anybody in the top three, but I think it's going to be a, an easy win for number one Huntington over St. Albans. St. Albans two and five on the year, not really a great program this year. Uh, Huntington has a very good chance to move to eight now. They should be able to take care of St. Albans relatively easily. I agree. Uh, university number four in the rankings, six and zero faces Buchanan Upshur two and four. Should be an easy game for University. Maybe. We'll I see. I, I mean, I mean, two and four isn't that bad, but yeah. we'll see. And then uh, number eight, South Charleston at Riverside. Two five and one, South Charleston one and five, Riverside. Total opposite teams. I think South Charleston gets an easy win to improve to six and one. You yeah. think? You'd but think. South Charleston exactly. had some problems the last couple of weeks. Uh, but Riverside is is not yeah. a very good team. Uh, then the other game that I would say is really a matter to anybody in the Eastern Panhandle is Martinsburg opponent Martinsburg's opponent in two weeks, number nine Spring Valley at Capital, four and two versus one and five. Spring Valley has a, a good possibility to go five and two. To be five and two after yeah, this week. They should, but Capital did hang around with Huntington for a half, so while they're not the best of teams, they they could certainly 
They handed hand around with Cabell Midland last week, but ended up forfeiting the game at 14 nothing due to a lightning delay. So, and we'll see. Maybe they can keep it close for a half against Spring Valley. Yeah, never know. The one interesting possible upset that I was looking at just to add on before you go to break is I think Mar- or Morgantown might be able to get a win tonight. I agree with you. I think that there's a good chance for Morgantown. They are playing Parkersburg South number 13 on the rankings. All right, this segment was sponsored in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Buy your next vehicle online. They'll deliver it to you. If you don't like it, they'll take it back. Go to HagerstownFord.com. We come back. We'll talk college football, a little Shepard, a little Marshall. Marshall plays tonight. We'll hear from Ernie McCook on the Shepard side, and then we'll talk a little top 25 college football. That's next on the Sports Mix. This is Eric from Hagerstown Ford. I want to thank you for your continued support of helping Hagerstown Ford's efforts to be number one in the region. As we get closer to this extremely aggressive goal, I want to recap why Hagerstown Ford should be your only consideration when buying your next vehicle. Number one, we have the best prices from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C., from Hershey, Pennsylvania to Baltimore, Maryland. I assure you, price will not be the reason you don't buy from Hagerstown Ford. Number two, we have a real return policy that's better than Walmart. Seriously, if you don't like it, return it. We'll give you three days to make sure you love your new ride. And finally, we'll bring your new car, truck, or SUV to you, just like Amazon does. Never step foot in a dealership again. Stop the silly back-and-forth negotiations that make everyone crazy. It's dumb, and it's a total waste of time. Besides, we hate it worse than you do. Simply log on to HagerstownFord.com and let us make your next buying process fun, easy, and risk-free. What do you got to lose? Visit HagerstownFord.com and let us cater to you. See dealer for details. Safety doesn't come from owning a gun, it's knowing how to safely use it. Valley Guns 2 off I-81 Exit 5 Inwood offers four levels of defensive handgun training. Get started with Basic Handgun 1, a one-day course focused on six fundamentals of shooting, basic safety, and gun handling. Then sign up for Basic, Intermediate, and Advanced Defensive Handgun courses. Valley Guns 2 has a 197-acre complex in Hampshire County with a 2,400-square-foot indoor facility and various ranges. Find out more at valleyguns2.com or phone 304-229-4411. Remember that last trip to the auto mechanic? I also think your solenoid gasket is bad. What? Yep, that'll be another $500. Forget that and go to DNN Auto Specialist at 230 Tavern Road, Martinsburg, where honesty is their best policy. Serving the Eastern Panhandle since 1974, DNN Auto is family owned and operated, specializing in exhaust alignments and tires. From general maintenance to major overhauls, they'll treat you right. Call DNN Auto Specialist at 304 267 4078. You're tuned in to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106. 6.5 6.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10. Welcome back to this Football Friday edition of the Sports Mix right here on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, TV 10, streaming live on Facebook. And Jim Klein comments sometime during the show. Uh, the sports doctor at Colin McLaughlin, your number one fan. I know. He's the one that gave me this uh, that great is true. nickname. That is very true. All right. Well, now let's switch things over to college football. We'll first talk Shepard. We uh, obviously took a week off from broadcasting Shepard due to the Martinsburg game last Saturday, but now we're back to broadcasting Shepard football tomorrow. TV 10, uh, 1.30 pregame, 2 p.m. kick at Millersville. Uh, Nick, since you're doing play-by-play, I'll turn it over to you. What's this game going to look like? What what have you seen when you kind of prepping for this game? 
Well, Millersville is a team that has been up and down this year, uh, two and four record coming in. And there is a little bit of history between these two schools. Uh, probably the second longest tenured rivalry, you could say, in a way. But they hadn't met, I think, since the 90s until 2019 when they met again uh, with Shepard joining the PSAC. So uh, they have a little bit of history between the two programs. But Millersville only beat Lockhaven by two points. Uh, and obviously Shepard destroyed Lockhaven 75-21. So, you know, I would expect Shepard to come away with a victory. But... Traditionally, Millersville has had a good program over the years, but uh, not so much this season, I don't think. So I'm expecting a, uh, a win for the Rams, but it could be you know competitive early because they are going on the road, and Millersville you know has a decent fan base as well. So we'll see. And uh, here's your a little bite from your interview that will air tomorrow during the pregame show with head coach Ernie McCook of Shepard. Uh, what kind of stands out about Millersville? Well, Millersville is a better football team, what the record shows. Um, they have, a, I think, a very strong defense. You can see the things that they're doing defensively, the fundamentals that they teach their players and how their players execute that. I think they're still trying to find themselves a little bit offensively, um, but they are capable of making the big play. And they're also very sound in the special teams. Obviously heard Coach McCook. He's not going to say anything negative about his opponent. Right. I mean, he gave, he gave the Glenn Simpson answer, right? They're, they're yeah. better than their record shows, two and four <laughs> on the year. And you can make a point there. I mean, they have had some good outings defensively, like he said. They've had injuries, I think, at quarterback, uh, going to a lot of different guys. So, you know, we'll kind of see this week where that, that works out for them. Uh, or who ends up being their starter because they've had a few different guys uh, kind of rotating in and out there and had some struggles at quarterback. So their offense is well behind Shepard. So if it, it turns into another game like we saw at Gannon or last week where Shepard's able to get out to a quick start, it really messes up teams, and then they have to kind of get away from their game plan. It definitely does. And next week they'll be at home for homecoming. Uh, we'll obviously be out there Wednesday talking to Coach McCook and a player. Uh, just give give – you know, a little tease of who you got your player-wise this week to interview. Uh, Kyle Smith, Rams defensive end, uh, leading sack or leading pass rusher, number one on the team in sacks. Um, yeah. All right, there you go. Tune in tomorrow, 1.30 p.m. on TV10 and WRNR TV on YouTube for the pregame show, 2 p.m. kickoff. Nick Verzlini and Travis Smith will be on the call. Now let's transition to some other college football in the Mountain State. Uh, West Virginia on a bye week this week, a pretty much much-needed bye week to kind of regroup after three straight losses. They Next week will be at TCU. That game time next Saturday is yet to be determined. Usually it's two weeks out, but they I didn't get an email this week about the time. Usually I get on a Monday morning, get an email for the week after's game. Didn't get that yet, so we'll find out Monday, I guess, the game time for that game, or maybe even, I guess, this weekend possibly. Not too sure, but now let's transition to Marshall. They travel down to Denton, Texas. They traveled down yesterday afternoon. They're taking on North Texas. Marshall with the 11-point favorites. And uh, that game's going to be nationally on CBS Sports Network tonight at 7.30. 11-point um, favorites, I don't know. I feel like they've been favorites a lot this season. They have, and... Yeah, you know, I'll tell you this. I'll, I'll give the coach McCook and Coach Simpson an answer. North Texas is a better football team than their record shows. They're <laughs> one and four, but their losses are to Missouri, who's obviously an SEC school, and they only lost by thirteen. They lost to La Tech by seven. They got destroyed by UAB, 
and they got killed by SMU, who's not usually too bad of a team. So I think, you know, North Texas will put up a fight tonight. I expect a pretty competitive game. Um, you know, they, they've had some issues over the years at quarterback. So th- their current starter hasn't done the best. And J- Jace Reuter, he's three touchdowns, five picks. Um, but, you know, I think Marshall's got a good chance to win, but based on how Marshall's played, you know, you never know. I mean, I say that almost every yeah, week you never they got know. a good chance I mean, to win. But. That's why I said 11-point favorites, but are they really favorites? <laughs> I mean, both quarterbacks have kind of struggled taking care of the football. Grant Wells yeah. is already up to nine interceptions for the herd, so I don't know. All right, let's quickly take a look at some top 25 college football. I'd say the biggest game this weekend is a game that, since Mountaineers are on a bye, will actually carry right here on Talk Radio WRNR uh, through Westwood One's coverage of college football. Number one, Georgia, hosting number 11, Kentucky, tomorrow, 3.30 p.m. kick. Pre-game coverage on air will begin at 3 p.m. That's a pretty big matchup. It's a great start so far for Kentucky, typically viewed more as a basketball school than a football school, but right now they're 6-0, and but they're going up against Georgia, who's the best team in the nation. That defense for the Georgia Bulldogs, a very dominant one, and I think they're going to be able to uh, handle Kentucky, and Kentucky's great start's going to pick up a loss this Saturday, unfortunately, for Big Blue Nation. Yeah, you look at Kentucky this year, and they have some interesting scores. Uh, you know, barely beat Chattanooga by five, beat Missouri by a touchdown, beat South Carolina by six, obviously upset Florida, and beat LSU handily last week. But I agree with Colin. I think Georgia probably takes care of business here. They're 21.5-point favorites. Uh, I don't know if it will be that much. It could be closer than that, but Georgia's been really good defensively. Um probably the best defense in the country so i think they're gonna make kentucky struggle and probably get this one yeah i definitely would agree on that and let's a couple other matchups uh face i guess there's one other matchup that's two ranked teams number 25 texas hosting number 12 oklahoma state that's a a big uh big 12 game uh that'll be a big game number 17 arkansas hosting auburn number 20 florida visiting lsu uh, number 21, Texas A&M coming off that huge upset last week. It was A&M, right? Yep. Yeah, the, coming off that huge upset to Alabama hosting Missouri. Um, number 19, BYU traveling to Baylor. Um, Alabama, number five now, uh, traveling to Mississippi State. TCU at number four, Oklahoma. Old Miss at 13, Ole Miss at number at unranked Tennessee. And uh, that's really the big games this week. There's not really a lot of big games. I, I guess in the American, even though UCF is only 1-1 one one in American play, uh, UCF visiting number three, Cincinnati. I love that that Cincinnati's repping in the top four for the group of five schools. Right yeah, it's now. nice to see. It's uh, definitely, I'll say this. TCU beats Oklahoma this week. Okay, there you <laughs> that's go. That's my, my, my upset of the Any week. something? Any, anything from you? Baylor's going to beat BYU. Baylor's going to beat BYU. Okay. All right. Well, we Spencer, you don't have one? I don't have one. I have a little bit. I'll give you Tennessee. Yeah, Tennessee. Get the win. Get the upset win. All right. Segment sponsored, in part, right. segment sponsored in part by Sunset Water Services. Proudly installing water softeners in Martinsburg at WRNR and in Berkeley County since 1989. When we come back, we'll talk NFL games. The game last night, we'll talk a little bit about that. Washington football team. And we'll talk about what... Sean Taylor meant to the team 
as they're retiring his number this week. Yesterday we talked about the debacle about that. Now we'll talk about what it means to the team. That's next on the Sports Mix. Put up with your water long enough. It's time for Sunset Water Services, your local water solution since 1989, to fix your water problems. Get better tasting, better smelling, and better looking water today. Say hello to drinking your own delicious water for pennies per gallon. Say yes to healthier skin and hair and to softer and brighter clothes. Sunset Water Services delivers your bags of salt to you, so they'll save your back too. And our products come with a one-year satisfaction guarantee. Call 304-754-9031 for a free water quality test today. Sunsetwater.com. You need to keep your vehicle in good working order, but car and truck repairs can be very costly. Bears Repair in Martinsburg performs all kinds of auto repairs at prices most often well below their competition. Bears Repair offers tune-ups, oil change and lubrication, small and large engine and transmission repair, wheel balancing, front end alignment, exhaust system replacement, air conditioning checks, auto inspections, and new tires. Stop by for a free estimate at Bears Repair, 904 Winchester Avenue in Martinsburg, phone 262-0208. Bears Repair. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire? Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. Looking to buy a home in the Eastern Panhandle? Having trouble getting your house sold? Then call Chris Ross and the Milestone Real Estate Group at Keller Williams. A Martinsburg High School graduate, Chris knows the local market and he's proven it as the number one real estate team in West Virginia in 2019. Milestone Real Estate Group at Keller Williams. Phone 304-579-7349 or go to callchrisross.com. Let's celebrate your real estate milestone together. The excitement of West Virginia high school football is in full swing. Braxton Todd cutting right up the middle. He's into the clear at the 30. It's a foot race down the near side hash mark. Look at Adams catch him from behind as he gets to him, but he breaks the tackle. Braxton Todd gets away and goes in for the score. The 3-3 three three Spring Mills Cardinals travel 12 miles down I-81 to take on the 7-0 Martinsburg Bulldogs Friday at 7 p.m. with the pregame at 6 p.m. following the sports mix that's at 5 p.m. right here on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Now, back to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this Football Friday edition of the Sports Mix. 12.39 p.m. is your time on October 15th. Uh, good game last night on Thursday Night Football. You could have heard it here on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM AM 740 with Westwood One's coverage. Buccaneers get the win 28-22. to Improved to 5-1 and on the year, 2-1 and away. The Eagles... Made that a game. They're 2-4 and four in the season. 0-3 at home. Not really home field advantage for them. Tom Brady, 34-42, 297 yards, two touchdowns. Leonard Fournette, 22 carries, 81 yards, two touchdowns. Antonio Brown, nine receptions, 93 yards, and a touchdown. All the top performers were on the winning team, the Buccaneers. And Buccaneers just keep improving every week. 
And our own Matt Miller was there as well. That's what I was going to say. Have yeah, he was. Talk him to had him. Yeah. Give us the, the report. Buc- the resident Buccaneers fan at yeah. Talk Radio WR on our TV 10. Um, the, the key in that game is uh, Jalen Hurts' inability to have a high completion percentage going 12 to 26. Isn't very good, but Philly still stuck around that game. Obviously, Hurts made up for it with his ability to run for yardage. Uh, you know, Brady did his thing as well, even with the bad thumb. Yeah, definitely. And uh, let's talk a couple other big games. Oh, we'll... I was going to quickly add okay, the yeah. trade. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. We'll drop the knowledge there because you a- dropped the knowledge on all of us. After the Eagles lost last night, they decide today to trade Zach Ertz to uh, the Arizona Cardinals for a fifth-round pick and a cornerback. I can't remember the guy's name, though, off the top of my head right now. But definitely surprising after uh, pretty sure Ertz had a touchdown last night. I don't know his exact stats, but I do remember that he had a touchdown because it was the first one to tie things up at seven apiece. But uh, as a Washington football fan, four catches, 29 yards, one touchdown. Happy that Ertz is going to be out of the uh, conference now. Yeah. He really hasn't done much. He hasn't done much, though. Yeah, you're right. The past couple of seasons. And. You know, it, it's not super surprising that they traded him to me because they have Goddard, who they've kind of been trying to work in. And you look at Ertz last season, 36 catches and only one touchdown. 2019, he had a big year. But, you know, this year he's off to a slow start with 18 catches for 31 yards and two scores. So he hasn't really been the same player that he once was. I don't know if he'll get back to that in Arizona. It certainly is a better opportunity, I think, for him because he doesn't have to split reps with a guy like Goddard. And obviously Arizona just lost uh, Max Williams for the season as well. So, you know, they'll have their weapons on the outside, but they kind of need a guy over the middle. So I think it's a good move for the Cardinals, but not really a huge loss, I don't think, for the Eagles either, and they get something back. Yeah, definitely. Let's move on to a couple other NFL matchups before we will talk Washington and Steelers. Uh Another London game with the uh, resident London team that should really just move to London. Jaguars yeah. are in London Sunday playing the Dolphins' 9.30 a.m. game. I can't stand the London games. I can't either, but the Jaguars just seem to be there every year. Partially because when the Ravens played their London game, they got absolutely destroyed by the Jaguars. <laughs> and John Harbaugh said, we're never doing that again. Yeah. Uh, but big games this weekend. Besides, like I was just mentioning that because it's a London game, not a big game at all. One and I mean, four versus nationally televised. Well, the Jaguars could get their first win, and they have the home field advantage technically, because <laughs> everybody there knows the Jaguars because they used to come every year. They come every year. Uh, big game, maybe the game of the week on Fox. I'm not too certain. Uh, Packers at Bears at 1 p.m. Uh, Lions hosting the Bengals. Not really a big game, but the Bengals obviously doing well so it's far. The three battle of the year. big cats, Spencer. <laughs> Is that uh, really what it's dubbed? <laughs> I don't know. I don't think they have like a rivalry. <laughs> uh, Vikings <laughs> hosting or Vikings at the Panthers. Chargers at the Ravens. That should be a great game on CBS. Uh, I don't know how they're going to – I don't know what – I'm assuming – I'm telling you, Cowboys-Patriots is America's game of the week. Okay, we're going down to that point, Nick. <laughs> I know, but you, you know the Cowboys are always America's Cowboys, game of the week. Cowboys? No, they're on CBS. Oh. 
So we won't have Joe Buck, Troy Aikman. Come on. Uh, Cowboys Patriots is 425 p.m. Sunday night. It was Steelers, Steelers hosting the Seahawks. We will have that coverage from the Steelers radio network starting at 620 on Sunday night. Browns, then. Geno Smith. Troy will be out there. Uh, on Monday night football is Bills at Titans. What that might I? be an interesting one. I still think yeah. Bills But I think win. that Cardinals-Browns game will be interesting. Also, That's does Zach Ertz play? Does he get two game checks in one week? No, he's not going to play. He's not going to play, I don't think. But that would be crazy if he did. It would be. But I, ha- I I wonder how they're splitting this Washington and Baltimore game on TV. They're both playing on CBS at 1 p.m. Are you saying, like, for us locally? Yeah. Washington probably gets priority. That means Baltimore will be not available for the local people. I just wonder if they're splitting the line, like in Baltimore. If you're in Baltimore, you can get Yeah, it. Baltimore people are going to get Baltimore. And That's true, you're right. Probably um, more considered D.C. Technically area by the Baltimore. area, yeah. But let's get into this matchup. Washington hosting the Chiefs. Chiefs not looking too good so far, 2-3 and three on the season. Washington 2-3 and three on the season as well. I think this... It's a good chance for the Chiefs to get back. On That's what track. I was about to say. I think it's <laughs> a good chance for the Chiefs to do do some things uh, offensively because they, uh, Pat Mahomes can just terrorize the secondary. Everybody's terrorized the secondary so far. Exactly. And now you put Patrick Mahomes in the mix to terrorize the secondary. I expect a big game from him. Unfortunately, unless a miracle happens and the secondary steps well, up and the pass rushing can get maybe to Patrick Sean Mahomes. Taylor will be with them on Sunday. The spirit, Sean yes. Taylor. Speaking yeah. of Sean Taylor, obviously yesterday talked about what a debacle that an announcement was, but Sean Taylor is one of my favorite players of all time. Growing up, I used to watch him every week. He kind of really got me into football in like 2005, 2006. Uh, just being able to watch him every week, just terrorize offenses and just deck people right and left. Um in 2007, the year he passed, when they went, uh, when he was elected the Pro Bowl uh, post hominously, I believe how that is that how that phrase is. Said? I have no idea. I was just gonna you know what I'm slow saying down and try to figure it out. Uh, you know what I'm saying. Um, I have no idea what you're saying. <laughs> Honestly, I didn't either. I was post hominously. It's past death. Gotcha. So he was elected in 2007 okay. after he passed away because of the fan vote. Uh, Chris Cooley, Chris Samuel, and I think. A guy on special teams were elected to the Pro Bowl. They all wore Sean Taylor's jersey in the Pro Bowl game. Right, I remember that. 21, and I actually have that 2007 Pro Bowl jersey. And Ironically, my mom asked me when I went home for dinner last night, went home to Leesburg for dinner, she's like, do you know where that jersey is? And I said, I don't know. It's probably in my room somewhere, I guess. I I know know. where my Sean Taylor jersey is. I think I packed it in a box, I think what it was. is I packed it in a box. Um, Got to get it out. So just, I just think, Doing this officially could have come at a different time, yes. They should have made it his own day, not the alumni weekend. But aside from that, Sean Taylor, legendary player, only got to play really three full seasons, three and a half seasons, because he was injured halfway through that year and in November tragically got shot in his home in Tampa while he was – not Tampa, in Miami while he was at home with his family when he was injured. Um, just the legacy of Sean Taylor is something that is just not going to ever be matched. I don't think in this game again, because he had those hard hits, but they were, if you go back and watch them, he never like helmet to helmet hit anybody. 
it was all like just force from his pats. And I just think that I, I do think that he would have probably gotten penalized a lot and probably fined a lot just because of the way that he plays in the new age of the NFL. But, but I think Sean Taylor could have changed the game if he was able to play his whole career. No, I completely agree with you. He was the ball hawk. He was a heat-seeking missile. He was everything and more than what you wanted him from his position. He knew how to make the big plays, and it was definitely sad. I remember as a kid when he passed, I I was in tears because he was my favorite player because he was obviously a Redskin. It's the team that I liked. He was number 21, which growing up, that's my favorite number and will always be. Because many Nine reasons. Nine plus ten. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it, it was sad when that happened, and it was sad for the team. And you just wonder what could have been for his career if it didn't happen, that he was injured and went home, didn't stay with the team, and unfortunately and they did, was the killed. And guy, the guy admitted when he was in court that he didn't know that he would be home. Nobody knew he'd be home. If you watch, I think one of the most powerful documentaries I've ever watched is NFL Network's A Football Life on Sean Taylor. I still go back and watch parts of it all the time just because just it it not only encompasses who he was as a player, but he was just so, I guess, mysterious because he didn't like to talk to the media a lot because of something that happened early on in his career. And I just think being able to view that side of things and is just something that you didn't get to see from him, and they have interviews of him that they were never used, that just parts of interviews that were never used. I just think that is probably the best thing that shows his life. Um, there's also a book that I have, uh, Going Full Speed, The Sean Taylor Stories, I believe by Steven Rosenberg. I would recommend that to anybody that just likes to read sports books. That's one of the most enjoyable books I've ever read. I'm not a big book guy, but it just it's a collection of stories that were edited by his father. His father was in all that. But I just think that between the documentary and that, it goes to everything behind the scenes about all of the negative things that happened with things that he was accused of, that he was wrongfully accused of and everything. I think that's just a great documentary. But I want to read um, something that Jason Wright, new team president last summer for the Washington football team, started doing president's briefs that he posts on the website, like an editorial He posted this yesterday at 9 p.m. President's brief, an apology to the fans. Almost every mistake starts off with the best of intentions. What we wanted to do was make good on something we knew was long overdue. Of all the football traditions, retiring numbers is especially symbolic and deeply revered. I have no clue what that word is. Sorry. Uh, So prior to the season, we put in place... We put a plan in place to retire jerseys of some of the great men who helped build this historic franchise. Bobby Mitchell and Sean Taylor are the start of what we hoped will become an honored tradition here as many others. We knew Alumni Weekend was a right moment for us to retire number 21 so we could have several generations of legends there to honor their burgundy and gold brother. The plan included inviting a wide array of alumni hosting Sean's family, including his daughter Jackie Taylor, his fiancée Jackie Garcia, his father Pedro, and his siblings a community service event at a local school during which our alumni would build an outdoor learning lab in Sean's honor and the rededication of Sean Taylor road. We planned to do it right, but we screwed up the execution. And as a result, we realized that we hurt many of our fans deeply. And for that, I, and we as an organization are sorry. 
We thought the news, saving the news for game week reveal was the best way to focus the message on Sean and his legacy. We didn't realize that so many of you wanted to make a trip to FedEx field to present, to be present for this moment, a true lack of understanding of what you, the lifeblood of this fan base needed to mourn our collective loss and celebrate Sean's legacy. It goes on a little bit more, but additionally, many have expressed interest in the rally towels. We are making these available for fans to purchase and are committing all proceeds to a legacy project in Sean's honor that will be led by his daughter, Jackie Taylor. So I think they're trying to make right. And I see what they're trying to do, but they should have like announced that they were going to honor Sean. Not necessarily retired. Like they could have left that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. A lot of of those statements didn't make sense to me. The one that said we didn't realize people would want to come to Sean Taylor's like retirement, like that, or something like that. He said, "Well, this probably has to do with no fans in the stadium. Probably has to do with them having the worst record of attendance in the stadiums this year." It is true. So I think what they're saying is, when Sean Taylor played, they had sellouts almost every week. Mm -hmm. So not that they would expect that now, but they would expect going into the season that a lot of people were hyped about the season and they dropped some ticket prices. They thought they were going to have, you know, full, you know, almost full capacity in stadium, but obviously they didn't okay. and they haven't. I got you. Yeah. But, uh, I think the, the charity thing's nice. I do I too that's as well. And, uh, we really have to wrap up this statement cause we don't, or this segment, we don't have a lot of time left. This seg- segment sponsored in part by Parsons Ford, Camp Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first parsonsford.com we come back we'll talk a little playoff baseball maybe continue this conversation if we have more i'll talk with uh, the guys at uh, in, in the middle break and then we'll wrap it up next on the sports mix Run away. Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords, financing from 0%, Parsons' goal of financing for all, and Parsons' famous above-market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. Hi, my name's Corey, and I'm here at Orsini's in beautiful Martinsburg, West Virginia. We no longer specialize in only appliances. We have kitchen design, countertops, cabinets, flooring, and even a new 1,200-square-foot sleep studio with brands such as Stearns & Foster, Sealy, and Tempur-Pedic. 304-267-7251. 360-Heck Wilson Way in Martinsburg. We price match the big box stores, and we give back to our local community. Orsini's.com. WVU Medicine continues to expand to meet the needs of our growing community. We're excited to offer high-quality health care in the Shepherdstown area at our new medical office facility located on Route 45 West at 60 McLean Way. Services available at the new WVU Medicine Shepherdstown location include primary care, behavioral health and psychiatry, and specialty care. Plus, two departments of Berkeley Medical Center are on-site, lab services, and x-ray services available weekdays 7 a.m. to 3.30 p.m. Make an appointment today at WVU Medicine. It's NCAA Division II football on TV10 as the Shepherd University Rams travel to Millersville, Pennsylvania to take on the Marauders. Third down here, third and four. Straight drop back for Bajan. He now rolls out to the right, looking deep down the sideline. A wide open Ryan Beach, and he'll walk in for six. Touchdown, Rams. This week, it's a PSAC East Division battle between the Rams and the Marauders. Kickoff is scheduled for 2 p.m. with pregame coverage beginning at 1.30 right here on TV10 and WRNR-TV on YouTube. 
You're tuned in to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV10. All right, where is he? Stand up. <laughs> Before we get into the final segment, it's sponsored in part by Orsini's Home Store, not just an appliance store anymore, cabinets and designer bedding, outdoor living, family owned and operated, 360 Hack Wilson Way in Martinsburg. Go to Orsini's.com for more. And by the Marius Group and Ameriprise Financial Advisors, John Everson and Phil McCoy. Call Ameriprise Financial Services at 304-263-4343 or stop by their offices at 1270 Winchester Avenue in Martinsburg. So let's talk MLB playoffs. Great game last night in uh, San Francisco. Uh, huge game, really, to determine who was going to the CS. Dodgers come out 2-1 victors. Cody Bellinger with a big help to get that second run in. And uh, Max Scherzer, pull a Kershaw, comes in to close it out. Really felt like a Kershaw moment. Bumgarner. He's the one known for that. Yeah, but it's Kershaw stupid. did it. Has done it almost. You see what uh, Scherzer said afterwards when they interviewed him? No, but I did see again he was shirtless. <laughs> yeah, they asked him uh, after closing out last night's game if you'll still be able to uh, start game one for the NLCS against Atlanta, and he said, I don't know, I'm going to party now and we'll figure it out tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I love Max Scherzer. I'm, if he, <laughs> I hope he comes back and retires as a national because I just, I, I just love this character, who he is. Uh, but did you see the ending, though? Have you seen the video of the check swing? Yeah, at how I it ended. What, what do you think? I don't, I don't think it's, he went. I don't think he went, but it's playoff baseball, so you're against one of the best pitchers in the game. Exactly. So he's gonna get. I think Max Scherzer is gonna get that call, especially when you're on a team like the Dodgers. Giants were a great team too, though, and there's yeah, but the Dodgers are such short. a legendary team, and they have such a big lineup. Like I don't think that should really. And happen. Max Scherzer, literally one of the best pitchers in MLB history. I think you um, get the call right, Spencer. The integrity of the game. bring Robo Umps. I I think they're testing those, and they are testing them, but I, I feel like nah. it should be there. Strikes. All right, well, we've everything. got a minute left before the outro will air. I kind of like the human error. Um, I don't. Okay. Well, tonight, tonight starts been the a part of the games, Colin. Tonight starts the ALCS: Red Sox at Astros. Game one, eight oh seven p.m. on Fox. It's a big sports night. Uh, what are you looking forward to in that series, guys? Real fast, just a little five second little blip about it. I don't like either of those teams, so I'm not looking forward to anything about it. I mean, I like the playoffs, but yeah, I don't know who to really cheer for. One's the Red Sox; the other are cheaters. All right, game two will be tomorrow. Game three will be Sunday. Or no, yeah, game two will be tomorrow at 420 on Fox slash Fox Sports 1. Uh, I guess it depends on college football. Tomorrow night, game one of the NLCS, Dodgers at Braves. Who you guys want in this series? Because I want the Dodgers. They'll play on Sunday, and uh, then Dodgers will Astros and Red Sox will return. Well, Monday. we all picked the Dodgers to win the World Series, so it's true. if we want that pick to stand, we got to go with the Dodgers. So who you have in the other series? Who's going to the the Astros? That's who I had. I think so I yeah. got the I think I, I, I got the Sox now. Sox versus Dodgers. That'd be a great World Series. 
but for Nick Verzellini, for Colin McLaughlin, I'm Spencer Dupuy. Pre-game show begins 6 p.m. tonight. Game time at 7 tomorrow, 1.30 pre-game. Game time at 2 p.m. on TV 10 only. For everybody, it's been the Football Friday edition of the Sports Mix.